the language that we're relearning and that we're coming back to is our mother tongue. It feels natural. Mm-hmm. When we're also speaking it, we're also we're reconnecting. As we're reconnecting and as we're relearning, we're finding out more about what our own country. Firstly, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land where we're on, the Wadawurrung people and their ongoing care, and to their elders, past, present and emerging leaders. It's a privilege to be on Wadawurrung country, where myself and my family live, work and play. Welcome everyone to another episode of Speak Easy. Many non-Indigenous Australians have questions about culture. So Speak Easy is where I yarn with mob, Indigenous friends and allies about topics that impact our lives. Education, language, employment, family, identity, just to name a few. And we hope that through these conversations, you will learn something new, feel empowered by that knowledge so you can embrace more deeply Aboriginal culture. Educate, empower, embrace. That is the heart of Speak Easy. Today we have on my third episode, Steph Skinner, who is a Wadawurrung Aboriginal woman, a traditional owner, and we'll be talking about language today. Steph is a bit of an expert in that area, being a linguist. So welcome, Steph. Thank you so much for coming. Hello. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I came all the way down from Ghana country to be here today. Yeah. So just for you. So. No, I really appreciate it. And it's lovely having you back. We've You've been missed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll get right into it. So with the language, I wanted to kind of touch on a few things, but I guess to, to sort of start off with... You know, my mob up in Cairns, Karanda, with the Yulman mob, we don't actually have our language, our traditional language anymore, you know, and that's part of that truth-telling where when we were colonised, uh, it was taken away, we weren't allowed to speak it, and our elders who held on to that knowledge actually, you know, didn't weren't able to pass that down. But here, living on Wadawurrung country, we're actually seeing more and more of that language being used in the welcomes and smoking ceremonies that the traditional owners do, so yourself. How has it gotten to that point where you're able to to do that? Can you touch on that? So it's been a a really, really long progress and I'm gonna it's not it's not just my story, it's Wadarung's story, it's our whole family's story. So all the way back to our Apaque ancestor he had seven children, mm. um, so he was quite busy, but seven children. And from those children, that's where my family line comes from, the Powell family. And during that time, our ancestor was considered the the last Wadarung man alive. Mm. And with that, he held the last knowledge, really, of our culture, our ceremony, our language, those song lines, given the time of colonisation, he wasn't able, he was not allowed to teach that to his young ones. Mm. He did teach in secret Mm. to a select few, but unfortunately he passed away and that knowledge, whatever knowledge was left from Mm -hmm. there, was retained by very few. Mm -hmm. The last remaining member of Wadarung that had the stories 
the song lines, the language, at least semi-fluently, was my great uncle. Mm. And he, I believe, passed away, and I might be wrong on this, I believe he passed away in the 1960s. Mm. So really not that long ago. Mm. Yep. And before he passed away, he passed away quite young. Before he passed away, he wanted to teach my uncle and my aunties, mm. you know, to try and preserve that because he was, the, he was the last one that held all that knowledge. Our language was recorded by educated fellas during the time of colonisation, the yep. white fellas. And most recently as well, we've had uh, linguists and community linguists yep. take that information and record it so it's kind of in the same place. Was that in consultation with, you, you know, yourself or traditional owners early on? No. No, okay. So up until, I believe, yeah, it was early 2000s, mm, yep. Wetterung was considered extinct. Yep. My nana, my uncle, my great-aunts and my great-uncles it was just a, it was an act of coincidence, the story I was told. Mm. They, um, they searched for each other quite desperately, but it wasn't until a, a train trip where my nana stumbled upon a family member. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of an act of fate in that way. And they reconnected and they fought so hard because they were always told that, you know, they were Wadarung mm-hmm. by their parents, you know, they, and their parents, they grew up with, you know, Mm-hmm. Our, our ancestor, being able to reconnect like that and being able to share the remnants of our culture and our story, it wasn't all entirely lost. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was, but not all of it. So unfortunately, language, when it came to collating all that information together, it wasn't consulted with mm-hmm. the traditional owners. But I do acknowledge the work and the dedication that those members of the community at that time came together to preserve mm-hmm. what we had left. And, you know, it's fascinating that in two, you said 2000, that that coincidence kind of happened or fate happened. You know, I'm getting a really strong sense from you, the kinship that's sort of brings people together based on the language, you know, and finding that culture. Do you think that that sort of forged the way, like it helped forge the way in that, you know, we want to revive our language and that's how I know that you're my kin. And mm. Language, when it, when it comes to our mob and our family, it's really quite fun. Mm. You know, we all get together and we have yarns and, you know, we kind of play around and try to speak as much as we can in language. Our, our language, you know, it's, it follows a structure that's grammatically are different to languages like English and and like German or Italian and mm-hmm. and those kind of languages. So grammatically, the structure is entirely different, which is really fun when we get us all together because it's kind of like unlocking a unlocking a puzzle. Mm-hmm. We have remnants of our language that we've retained from you know our mm-hmm. our ancestor, like words like nura mm-hmm. or so hello, and um and and those kind of languages there. It's it's quite interesting because our language, as we discover more, we're actually discovering more and reviving our own culture. The language that we're relearning and that we're coming back to is our mother tongue. It feels natural mm-hmm. when we're also speaking it. We're also, we're reconnecting 
as we're reconnecting and as we're relearning, we're finding out more about what our own country. Because as we go through the language, for example, where uh, we've just renamed um, the Ocean Grove Spit back to its traditional name, so Bukuriu, and that means in between two waters, and that's in reference to the estuary there. Other things that we're also relearning are all of the place names, but it tells you in those place names who was there, what were we doing, what could you find there, and you know, what we did there. And it's very much, and that's how, because I often get that question, oh, you know, why is language so important when you're talking about mob and, you know, culture? My first thought always is, well, the connection to the land, and that's exactly right. It's that the words actually symbolise, you know, it could be the season, why we were there, who was there, like what the gathering was, and it's very much with purpose Mm. and then again with the kinship it's very much you know aside from saying oh you're you're my mob you know you're you're my people um it's very much ingrained and it's very hard to explain that and so I totally feel (laughs) where you're you know where you're pausing you're trying to think about it because you sort of go it's heartfelt as well as spoken so you feel it and it's a natural kind of it's totally natural yeah. and you don't you don't just feel it in like your heart you feel it from the your feet yes yep all the way up your body yeah you know and it just comes out so naturally yeah you know um you know it's almost mind. like you've spoken it before <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so yeah, yeah and that and that's exactly right you know it's 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 in our blood and you know we've got we've got mob that have never we've got mob that are reconnecting now you know only really just finding out that they're Wadarung yeah and then they hear the language they're just totally natural at it you know and it's it's that heart that comes along with it Mm. it's yeah sorry everyone if you can hear my baby in the background she's obviously trying to speak (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say as a linguist because you said as your family gets together it's really exciting and you play around and try and discover more but as a linguist, you, you touched on saying how different it is, you know, as you know, with European languages. In terms of like the actual differences, what are you finding there? I mean, a lot of language we, you know, the English, the English language is based on Latin. Mm. Um, obviously, you kind of go, well, where's Aboriginal languages? What's that based on? <laughs> As a linguist, like, when did you research that? And, and what, what is the interesting differences that you're finding? Uh, the really interesting differences is that um, the, the grammatical structure of it. So our, what our own language, it follows the grammatical structure of verb, subject, and then object. Whereas English, I believe, is subject, verb, and then uh, object. So if I were in English to say... The boy chases the ball. In Wadarung, it's chase the ball, the boy. Yeah, okay. So yep. <laughs> it's very strange. Yep. But it follows similar 
linguistic traits to those of the Polynesian languages um, and uh, and islander languages like Maori, Mm -hmm. for example. And I've most recently found out, I was actually um, going a little bit into research yesterday, classical Arabic. Wow. Yes. So I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah. I can't tell you the origins of what our own language and what our own language is just one language out of... 260 Mm. different languages that we have in this great land. And each language is so vastly different. So I actually just touched on that. I actually did a, this is a little while ago, I stumbled across um, Aboriginal language. I don't know which mob it was, but it was, might have been even through Wikipedia and they were trying to explain it and they used diagrams. (laughs) But it was, and because they were also explaining you know, this can mean brother or, you know, it was specific to um, the family tree. Yes, yeah. And so, you know, some are, your father is actually your uncle <laughs> or your cousin is actually your father. Yes, yeah. You know, very, very different kind of structure. And just trying to read it, you know, it probably would have sounded or made a bit more sense if I could hear someone saying it. Reading through that, it was just, it spun my head. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but that's, uh, you know, those kind of kinship ties, that's that's really, you know, it's ingrained in the language. It tells you exactly what you need to know. And it's not, it's not any different in any other language either. But I also think it gives a different meaning to, or when we say it takes a village to raise a child and we kind of, I find that mob take that quite literally. Absolutely. Even if you and I are not by blood, you know, related, mm. you know, my girls still call you auntie. Yeah, and, absolutely. you know, your daughter is our cousin. Yeah. Like, you know, it, and, and, and that's how it is. It's very much like that. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't know about you, but I found that really comforting, especially from someone who didn't grow up, you know, in the culture and I've learned along the way, but it actually makes a bit more sense to me as to why I felt that longing or that lost connection. And then you finally find mob and you're like, this is everything that I wanted and I didn't know it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but the, the language definitely helps as well. You're making me tear up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. It's an emotional thing. And I, I'd like to point that out for our listeners. You know, it's very, um, you know, another question that I get, and you may have had this, especially as a traditional owner and able to speak Wadarung language, why is it such a big deal almost? And it's, you know, I think for me, I've explained it. If we took away English language or got told that you can't speak that in your home anymore, A, how would you, how would you converse with your family? Like, mm. how would you interact with your family? Mm. What would that mean? Mm. You know, and to do that deep reflection, um, you know, to try and make it relative to other people is important. And that's why it's so an, such an emotional thing, especially after we've explained, you know, the connection to land and kinship, um, you know, why it's it's an emotional mm. subject to speak about. Um, but I just, I, I don't know, to put you on the spot, would you be able to speak uh, say something to us in Wadarung language. It's such a beautiful language. And like I said, it's very rare to have mob be able to say, you know, words here and there, but to actually create a whole, 
you know, sentence would be fantastic. Is that okay? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah, that's okay. I'm just thinking. I've got a couple things running through my mind. Uh, Sorry. Helena's there. Helena's, uh, yeah, she's wanting to help. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kanamo Bengik Adele. Miri. So, I love you, Adele. Oh. Your baby's full of sunshine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Nyatni, nyatni. Thank you so much. No worries. Um, another thing I sort of want to ask you about is how do you go with teaching your daughter? Because as we spoke about you. It was a gradual process from your ancestors to to where we are now, and I'd just like to point out, Steph has actually um, she brought out an app for Wadarung language, which people can actually download, and um, it is actually fantastic. It's amazing, and I just wanted to say how proud I think everyone in community was of that coming forward because, you know, not being able to have access to to language to learn it like if you wanted to but also that it was you know kept quiet under wraps for a while and you you know getting the permission from elders to say yes we 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 choose to share this with non-indigenous people was a big deal so thank you and I'm yeah if our listeners out there wondering you know can we learn it yes yes absolutely absolutely you sure can yeah (laughs) So, yeah, we mentioned um, Rain, who is your daughter, which is a beautiful girl, beautiful name. Um, how do you go passing that knowledge down to her? And does she really embrace that? Uh, look, I'll be honest, she's a child. <laughs> <laughs> so language is not at the top of her priority list. No, but, but as a... It is, yeah. So we, she does have fun learning language. I have, um, we do practice language. Um, we use it in our home mm-hmm. where we can. Yeah. Um, you know, when we're referring to animals, when we're referring to plants, when we're referring to her cousins and mm-hmm. her aunties, yeah. you know, we always say, hey, it's wah in the sky. So mm-hmm. we have a, a crow's nest yep. in our backyard. So he's nesting at the moment. Yeah. Um, but wah um, rains quite excited when she goes, hey, look, mm. <laughs> mum, it's wah. Yeah. Um, so learning learning the language, you know, it's it's all fun and games. So I guess a way to also keep Rain excited and interested in language is, you know, through that um, Dreamtime stories and um, songs, is that something that you also try to kind of um, have in the household? <laughs> yes. So we worked with and partnered with um, Callie Cadwell at Queenscliff Primary School and mm-hmm. she's an amazing singer, ukulele player. She teaches the young ones as well. So yep. a really fun personality. Yeah. And she approached us <laughs> to learn some water around language and we partnered together and made quite a few songs in, in language mm-hmm. and released the songbook. Yeah. So on, on repeat at the, at the start, absolutely. I've got quite a few jams that I hang out and just bump along to. Yeah. <laughs> just by myself in the car. Yeah. Um, my backyard, if you haven't heard it, <laughs> okay. I love that one. Yeah. 
but it was a really it was a really amazing opportunity yeah. there. That's so cool. I um my five year old at the time she was you know three and four in kindy, kinder, uh, she was coming home with singing in language, and I just thought that's amazing. You know, I didn't have that when I was growing up, but to see in some ways we've come so far. Yeah, and it's really cool to um to have that. You know, yeah. Kids singing it yeah, in language, you absolutely. know, really cool. Yeah. The Wiggles hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shout out to Wiggles. <laughs> awesome. Is it important to you as a Wadarung woman as well, making sure that that culture is still held on to? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It is very important, and it's it's important because it's it's who she is, mm. it's who we are. Yeah, and. It took. It's taken us so long to to get it back. If we if we lose it again, mm-hmm. we don't know whether that'll be it. Yeah. But I think it's also important that while we do take the time to teach our teach our young ones, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be forced. Yeah, no. You know, it, yeah. It, it, it needs to be natural. Yeah. You know, in, in the same way that you speak English. Yeah. And that's part of, I think, the journey for a lot of Aboriginal people today in that it may happen later in life mm. or, you know, you might be fortunate enough to actually grow up within culture and have elders there. and But mm. a lot of us don't have that. And so... Yeah, well, we're my. I agree with you. Even with my girls, you know, I am mindful of that. But yeah, you can't force that mm. that on them, and and to find that journey. Yeah, you know, it's it. You got to take your time with that. And I, I did that myself. You know, it's taken me quite a long time to. Yeah, I'll ask you just. There's just one last question that I sort of ask all of my guests from from today's episode in the spirit of speakeasy, what it's about, which is to educate, embrace and empower people with Aboriginal culture. What's the one thing you'd like them to take away today? Have fun. Learning is supposed to be exciting. Mm. Learning, it, it, it fills your curiosity. You want to go down those rabbit holes and you should be enjoying it. There's no point in learning something if you don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And the best way to learn is really to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. When it comes to language and when it comes to Wadarung Wuru, Wadarung language, my goal, my aspiration is I want people to speak the language, but not as if it's a chore. I want, I would really love people to be genuinely interested and have fun with it. Yeah. Learn the swear words. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah, and use it where you can. Mm. You know? Yeah. 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 Don't be afraid to to speak it if you know it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Have fun with it. Yeah. And no one else knows what you're saying really. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's a really beautiful sentiment as well. I, I went to a um uh, a reconciliation night at Deakin and we had a lady speaking there who was non-Indigenous and she'd done their reconciliation action plan and within that Karina Eccles, who is also a traditional Wadarung, traditional owner, she said, here is the language and she was she was very much the same as you, you know, if 
if it's here, you, you can speak this, you know, sort of giving her permission because people feel, you know, respectful, they need to mm. ask. And she stood up and she spoke it and I got quite emotional because that it, it just had such an impact because it's very rarely done outside of mob. Mm. Um, and obviously she'd gone through the right channels to be able to do that. But it really just spoke to me as someone who, yeah, we don't have our language, you know, mm. we're trying to revive it. But it was just really lovely to hear it. And it, it, you're right, it actually made me a bit excited. I was like, wow, imagine, I, it gave me that feeling, I could learn that. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah. So, um, so thank you for putting a light or shining a light on that side of things as well, because I find often it can be quite heavy and, like I said earlier, emotional. So... Thank you so much, Steph. Yummy. And um, we hope to have you back on the show at some point. <laughs> <laughs> no, looking forward to it. Thanks so much, Del. No worries. <laughs>